Hello and welcome, everyone. You're listening to the Fire and Rice Podcast. Hey, guys, Drew, Charlie, we're back for another episode of Fire and Rice. Today, we're going to be talking about the importance of experiencing God. Wow, there's so much to that topic. First, let's just talk about experience. Like, what kind of experience are we even talking about? That seems like it could be so broad. I experience God. I go to church on Sundays, Eugene. There you go. We're good. That's right. We just need to go to church. I just read about him in the Bible. I got the Bible. That's it. (laughs) Anyone else? (laughs) Hey, just read the Bible, man. That's it. That's all you need. Or just have the spirit. Yeah. Ooh. Just have the spirit open up a whole nother can of worms. So, yeah. So, to that point, Drew, what are the different kinds of experience that people might be coming from? The definition of experience that people might be experiencing (laughs) in their journey right now. I'm excited for this episode, too. Uh, We're going to hear from Charlie, who's going to share more about how he started experiencing God on a different level, on a, on a more yeah. wider level. but That's such a good journey too. Let's uh, clarify, when we're talking about Holy Spirit, even this Fire and Rice podcast, essentially what we're trying to say is you must experience God in a real way. That's Holy Spirit, okay? Mm. So we must experience Jesus today on a day-to-day basis. That's what we're talking about when we say Holy Spirit. That's the whole purpose for us doing this podcast and wanting people to to experience more in a real way. Yeah. I was reminded of uh, Good Will Hunting, the movie. That's my generation, man. One of my favorites. And, uh, you know, Will, he's read all the books, philosophers, and Rob, Robin Williams and, and Will, they're in a session. Robin Williams is like, yeah, you might be able to quote Shakespeare. You might have seen pictures of the Sistine Chapels but you've never stood there and looked up and there's a difference. We must experience God. We must. It cannot stay intellectual consent. It cannot just be a theorizing. And there's a difference between knowing about God and reading about him in books and actually knowing him intimately. On a day-to-day basis, we can have a dynamic personal relationship with Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit. So that's what we mean. Oh, that's a great way to think about it, Drew. Thanks for that. And so, Charlie, let's yeah. let's take a look at your journey. Like you've been through such an interesting walk in your Christian life. So, what does that look like for you? Yeah, honestly, I think this whole journey really started a long time ago, but it really accelerated. I last year we were essentially coming out of COVID. We had a men's group, and at that time, I would have a conversation with God like in my own prayer life. It's like the basically like prayer of examine, mm. going over things of your life and reviewing it with God. That's how I mostly experienced God. And then also I would sometimes read scripture and then some piece of scripture would really open itself up to me and I would feel like, oh, wow, that's amazing God. But these type of experiences were very few and far between. If I was lucky, maybe once every couple of months. And this is with daily quiet times and everything like that. What really changed was Drew gave a, a sermon on, on prophecy. And mm. one of the main things there was prophecy is basically encouragement for other people that God wants to give to them. And I think the big kicker there for me, my realization was, hey, you know, these are the same facilities that I'm already doing to talk to God to kind of for myself, for my mm. benefit. Like, hey, God, I need some encouragement. Or, hey, God, is there something you want to speak to me through this scripture? Mm. Using those same facilities, you're just 
doing it for other people. For my men's group with um, my other co-leader who has a real heart for people, I don't really pray for other people, but he does. And he that's his main concern. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to support you in that. And I'll pray for the other people during my quiet times. And wow, oh my gosh, what a change. Mm. As I started asking God, I can't pray. I don't even know how to pray. Can you help me pray for these people? What is it that you want? How do you want to encourage these people? How do you want me to pray for these people? And opening myself up to that, rather than an experience of God, like once every couple of weeks, I was experiencing every day. The more I got into it, like multiple times per day, it was just amazing. That's how I started really, I think, experiencing uh, the Holy Spirit. Charlie, what are some of the tangible confirmations, how you felt that you were actually experiencing God? Like what would happen afterwards? Yeah, I would share impressions that I got the other co-leader in the men's group. And the funny thing is, we knew each other for about seven years or something. We're, we've been in the same group, but we never really actually hit it off. But we started praying for each other and meeting up with each other. The men in that group just really started feeling blessed. New people would start joining our group. Mm. There's a real flourishing. Mm. Yeah, what about in private time, you know, when you would pray for these people? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> Like you said, you you felt like when you started praying for these other people, how do you want me to pray for them? And then you felt like a dam opened and you started experiencing God. What, how do you know that? Or what happened? Was it, was it like, whoa, I started getting these words for people. It was different from the prayers before. How was it different? Yeah. I would get these impressions like, oh, pray for these people in, in this way. Charlie, you mentioned that now that you've progressed down this path up to twice a day now, you're receiving impressions from God, experiencing God in certain ways. What do those certain ways look like? Um, it's the same feeling that I was getting whenever I would feel like I would have one of those mind-blowing breakthroughs of reading scripture and God like opens up. And then God kind of speaks to you through that. He heals you through that or he yeah. points out something that that's kind of mind-blowing. All the really important parts in my me coming to faith, I can remember those times. And it was the same feeling, mm. right? The strong sense of peace or the strong sense of love. Got it. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I approve of that, man. I confirm <laughs> then. For me, I was like, I don't know, Charlie, man. I, what if you're experiencing the yeah. devil, bro? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> right, right, right. So, are the impressions you're getting, is it in love, right? Is it in love for other people? Go. Is it, yeah, that's, is that's, it that's, encouraging? Yeah, the key was that you said, I felt the good love of God coming into me. Yeah. That's the one sign. And by the way, this is total Bible nerd thing. It's fruit of the spirit. Oh, all right. Fruit of the spirit. Yeah, I don't mean to be a know-it-all. It's just something oh, is that's- it fruits of the spirit? Yeah, but what most people do, fruits. They, they think okay. it's more than all these different ones. The fruit, one fruit, love, okay. gentleness, kind, kindness. Gen- In the Greek, it's singular, just to let y'all mm. know. Anyway, okay. so that's a side right. point. Sorry about that. Right. Oh, no problem. Oh, that, that's good to know, actually. <laughs> that's right. You can't have one without the other. You can't, no gentleness without love, without kindness, without gen- Yeah, they're all interconnected. But keep talking, bro. So yeah, the main thing was, I was feeling this love- God's love yes. for these people that I did not have myself. I love it. Wow. And it's like, oh, wow. I think I Absolutely, feel like I'm growing man. up in a sense. I'm no longer this selfish guy who's so self-centered or whatever. I Now I have this other dimension. Like I'm experiencing the heart of God for other people. I'm glad I get to meet this Charlie, not the other one. <laughs> and God really blesses that. Yeah. At least for me, it's when I reach out, when I started trying to bless and encourage other people. Yep. That's when God is really, really yeah. bl- kind of blessing, yeah. speaking to me. And, and you know, Charlie, there's a time, I think this is 
months and months ago, you came up to me to share with me something. I honestly, I don't even remember what it was. Something about how you were yeah. praying and you felt like the Lord wanted to say it to me. Right. And when you said it to me, to be honest, not very articulate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what, as far as the words, didn't make much sense as far as logic. But you know what? What? God still touched me through you. I was like, mm. oh, Charlie has whatever he's saying, it's from the love of God. Mm. And it definitely did something. I think you remember that. You came up to me like after church or something and you, you had to say something to me. So part of that journey was actually like me, like, okay, God, I feel like I'm hearing like ways you want to love people, like how to bless them or encourage them or something like that. I don't usually do this. No, you don't. But I know you've given this to me and I know that I need to step out in obedience. And so I have to like fight the embarrassment and just step out in faith. And that's actually great. Like you want me to bless other people. So I'm going to step out in faith and do that. It's great that you actually felt well from that. <laughs> no, well, first of all, it was more like, I know Charlie usually doesn't do this. Yeah. <laughs> and I know it's not easy for him. Right. <laughs> in fact, it's funny. I think I remember one of our conversations, you said one of your problems is that you just don't love people. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's why you're not experiencing breakthrough and, and things like that. And But plus, that was the Holy Spirit sharing through you, Charlie, because mm. when you said that to me, I thought it was like a confession. Yeah. Like you're repenting. You're saying, oh. Drew, I don't have a love for people. I don't know if it was repenting. I already knew that about myself. But it's like, what do I do with this? <laughs> no, it was. Your, your repentance is turning and you're grappling with it. Even that awareness that you, you don't love people. Right. There's people that think they love people, but they don't. Mm. It's actually revelation when you have a conscientiousness of your own sin. And the great part is like, I don't have to love people. I just, I just need to like express God's love. Ask God, what is your love for these people and help me experience that. It's not me trying to like love people. It's me going, okay, God, help me love these people, right? Or God, reveal your love for these people. That's big right there, Charlie. That's big right there. The challenge now is, okay, God's telling me to do something. Am I going to be able to take this step of faith to do what I think I know He's telling me to do? And that's a different challenge, but it's a much better challenge because it's like kind of like you like a workout partner or so someone who's helping you work out, get stronger, and they're telling you, okay, do this next, do this next to, to level up. Rather than, oh, I need to be better. Oh, how am I going to be better? That's oh, right. Yeah. Awesome, Charlie. I think the word that comes to me is interactionalism. Mm. The, the tendency is either we feel, oh, God's got to do this for us. It's all God. Or it's all us having to do for God. And early on in your faith, that's usually the, um, the cycle is we either God's got to do something for us or we got to do it for God. But as we mature, become more steadfast, the Holy Spirit starts working even more in our lives and we understand how God wants it, how things should be in the personal relationship with God. We start to move towards interactionalism where we're collaborating together. The Holy Spirit is described as parakletos, right? Parakletos, the Greek word for helper, mm. to help, to where the, all the burdens, not on us. And we actually can sense and feel the Lord helping us through. Now, it's not helping us through isn't us jumping on his back fully. Our will is involved, a workout partner, but he'll 
allow us to be part of it in relationship. There's a little bit of a mystery there too. Interactionalism. That is huge, Charlie. That's big. Thanks for that story. That's such an (laughs) awesome journey. To take this even further, if we looked at what it looks like to experience the Holy Spirit in the Bible, what's it like for Jesus to experience the Holy Spirit? How how should we look at that, Drew? Yeah, I got a lot of different uh, thoughts going on in my head right now. I want to be careful not to be heretical and all this. Jesus is one with the Holy Spirit. Just the Holy Spirit is a different is a different person. So, in a sense, in a very prophetic way, everything that Jesus did is through the power of the Holy Spirit. But he's a different person. The way I like to uh, look at things now is in the New Testament. If you replace every time it says the word Jesus, you replace with Holy Spirit, and that will help you see the breadth and the width of how the Holy Spirit works because. Jesus said, it's better for me to leave to the disciples so that the Holy Spirit can come and teach you everything that I've done. And even so that you can do even greater works to me. And so the book of Acts, actually, they say, they call it Acts of the Apostles in certain translations of scripture. They call it Acts of the Apostles. But in actuality, we've got to know it's not Acts of the Apostles. It's actually Acts of Jesus through the apostles, through the Holy Spirit. So, acts of Jesus through the Holy Spirit, through the apostles, excuse me, because Jesus sends his Holy Spirit to continue to live and continue the works of Jesus through the Holy Spirit and then through the apostles and then through the Christians or through the church. The whole work of the whole gospel of Jesus Christ, all everything that Jesus did and he continues to do, he continues to do through the power of the Holy Spirit. And we can't do it without the Holy Spirit. So I loved what Charlie just said is it's not me trying to conjure up love for people. It's God, can you help me to love people the way you love? Essentially what's happening is okay, the Holy Spirit is flowing through us, the love of God through the Holy Spirit. Wow, that really helps to give us a different lens of how to go back and even read the Bible. It's so good that when we say experience to attach the love of God. Because when you say God is love, you can't experience God unless you're experiencing love, right? Right on. Guys, this is a really good discussion today. I think it's a wrap. Drew, do you want to add any uh, closing remarks? Yeah, real quickly, I just want to say you've got to experience God. Mm. Most people, they speak from either wrong experience or the lack of experience. And usually you're afraid of what you haven't experienced or we don't know. I just want to say that you must experience God. And Jesus is a person, the Holy Spirit is a person. And so we must make sure that our faith is not just theoretical and intellectual consent. Well, how do we discern whether our experiences are biblical or not? Well, you've got to experience the real thing. (laughs) And as you keep taking steps of faith and experiencing sometimes the wrong thing, obviously testing it in light of scripture in the way you see Jesus operating in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, comparing that, you'll be able to filter out the wrong things and you'll be able to experience the right things. And then that will bring more passion and more joy, more fruit of the spirit, and it'll be like a burning flame. And you'll know when God is speaking and when God is not. 
like me, I've been married for almost 20 years now. And I know if somebody tells me, hey, your wife said this, I know whether she actually said it or not, or someone's lying to me. Why? Because I talked to my wife and I have asked her questions and I know who she is personally. I'm not just reading out of a book and what somebody said about my wife because I've experienced my wife personally every day. And that's what God wants for us is for us to really experience him. And that's what it means to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. Hey, Drew, do you want to do a prayer for, for some people who want to experience the Holy Spirit? Let's do that, man. Yeah, Charlie, why don't you say a quick prayer and then I'll, I'll pray too. Yeah, so this is for, for those of you who, mm. who want to experience more of the Holy Spirit. Maybe your faith is decent, mm. but you really you want more of God. Mm. Maybe even intellectually, you kind of want more. You hope you want more. You know you could have more. And so let's just pray for you. Mm. Dear God, we thank you for Jesus, and we thank you for the Holy Spirit. And we thank you that mm. we have access to the Holy Spirit. What a mercy it is because because mm. we're tired of just being religious and we're tired of striving to be better. Yes, and Lord. Really, we just need an experience of you mm. to live the life in the kingdom. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Just like you, Jesus met the Samaritan woman and said, streams of living water will flow from anybody who drinks of this water. Just like you walked alongside on the Emmaus Road, those two men. Just like you talked to Peter and encouraged him and pointed him to what the truth was and spoke encouragement to him that he will be the rock and that you will build the church upon the rock. Just as you were John's best friend, you want that with us, Lord through the power of the Holy Spirit. So every person that's listening, Lord, that opens their heart right now asking for more of the Holy Spirit, we ask that the fire of God would come upon them, Lord, that we'll be able to sense your presence in a real way, that they will be able to discern what is counterfeit and what is authentic. And so, Father, we can't do it, Lord, but you can. And we ask God that the fire of God would come upon all those hearing and crying out for more of the Holy Spirit. We confess of intellectualism, Lord. We confess of wanting to keep you at a distance for control. We confess, Lord, of theorizing you and wanting to box you in. But your word says, the wind blows where it pleases and you are God and we are not. So we just ask, Lord, that the spirit of truth would truly prevail. As Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. So thank you, God, for the Son who reveals the Father. As Doubting Thomas says, show me the, please show me the Father and I'll believe. And Jesus said, if you see me, you've seen the Father. And we thank you for sending the Holy Spirit that reveals to us the Son and the Father in a dynamic and personal way. The Comforter, the Helper, the Great Teacher. We thank you that you customize for every single person. Help us to hear your voice as you say, my sheep hear my voice. And we pray for signs and wonders that people will know the power of the Holy Spirit. Help us to experience you, the real you, 
the authentic you. We pray all these things in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Our God is the Lion, the Lion of Judah. He is roaring with power and fighting our battles. And every knee will bow before Him. Our God is the Lamb, the Lamb that was slain for the sin of the world. His blood breaks the chains and every knee will bow before Him.